This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. One other interesting thing Buck did in the Sunday night game was he pinch hit as early as we've ever seen him pinch hit. We take you back to that fourth inning where the Mets scored the two runs, helped out by the Michael Conforto drop pop-up. So Alvarez strikes out with the bases loaded, and Gabe Kapler very quickly pulls Ross Stripling. I mean, I wouldn't even call him a starting pitcher. 67 pitches, Boomy's out. He brings in the lefty, Taylor Rogers. Lefty, Taylor Rogers, And Luis Guillorme is scheduled to come up with the bases loaded and one out. And I was very mixed about this as they went to commercial because I thought you could pinch hit here. It's easy. It's not that complicated if you want to do it. Or do you give Luis, who's good with the bat, not great against lefties, but is good at making contact, do you give them this opportunity early? I didn't mind going to Marcana. You're not going to Eduardo Escobar, though I guess it's an option, but I don't think you trust him enough. And clearly Buck has shown he does not trust Escobar enough to the point where Guillaume is the guy getting more starts. We floated out the idea with Beatty here. Escobar could play some second McNeil in the outfield. Yeah, we've seen that, except with Guillaume at second base and McNeil in the outfield. So he goes to Marcana. And Canada does what Canada does. He puts the bat on the ball in a productive way. Even if Conforto catches that, it's a sacrifice fly. By the way, technically, it's a sacrifice fly either way. It's a sack fly RBI, and he reaches on the E9 if you want to get if you want to get technical. But bottom line is, he did what you want him to do. So I like Buck doing that. Were you did you like that pinch hitting in the fourth inning? I do. I've said this before. You know, I've seen spots where Vogelbach can get in the game early too. And you're, and it, even if it's, you never know when you're going to get an actual spot for yep. these these bench players to get in. So it, it, this may be the biggest part of the game is the fourth inning. Bring them in. And Buck even said in that in-game interview that the reason he did it was because of the shadows. That you don't know how many other opportunities you're going to get. And he was prophetic because. They didn't have any other opportunities. Think about this. After the fourth inning, the New York Mets had one base runner. Now, they hit the home run, which sort of counts as a base runner. But in terms of getting a guy on base, the infield single by Mark Canna right after the home run was the only other time they put a guy on first base. So he was right. He was dead on about that. They did not have other scoring opportunities. Was it simply the shadows? It's a part of it. Was it the giant bullpen pitching really well? Sure, it's a part of it. Was it the Met offense doing nothing? That's a part of it, too. I mean, you you mix it all together, and you have the Met offense doing very little over the final five innings of this game. The bullpen, a couple of things about this bullpen. Jeff Brigham has been very impressive, very. And I think Jeff has at least assured himself, though he does have options, that he should stick around. He really should. The Mets have 
a couple of guys, Yuseta, who pitched the other day and is still here, Jimmy Yacobonis, who has pitched well, Tommy Hunter, I kind of put him in this special category because Buck loves him. You know, he's got the history with Tommy Hunter. But Yuseta and Yacobonis, to me, would be the guys going down before Jeff Brigham. Jeff Brigham has major league experience with the Marlins last year. He's got plenty of major league experience. And he's just looked dominant. When he pitched and he came in in the fifth inning against the heart of the order, he struck out two guys. Got a second inning of work in the sixth inning, strikes out two more guys. His slider sweeper, whatever the hell you want to call it, has been, looks unhittable. So he's been very, very impressive in the time he's been up here. Brooks Rally was pretty impressive outside of that double by Lamont Wade. Gets the big out against Conforto. He's been good against everybody. And as far as Drew Smith's concerned, Drew had been pitching really well. He hadn't allowed a run since the first weekend at home at City Field. And truthfully, look, he walks Jock Peterson, which I did not hate for this reason. Jock Peterson is a home run threat. And once you fall behind them, the last thing you want to do is throw this monster a cookie. So he walks him with one out. Yeah, puts the lead run on base, and we saw what happened. But in the moment, I'm thinking to myself, hey, look, as long as you're not throwing a fastball right down the middle of this guy, you want to walk him, you want to go after Mike Yastrzemski, who to me does not scare me nearly as much, fine, go ahead. The problem is he fell behind Yastrzemski, and he had stopped ball up the alley, and I was hoping that Nimmo was going to be able to run it down. Either with either they would hold him at third, or they'd get the opportunity to throw him out at the plate. Yastrzemski just meet, beat the throw. And to Drew Smith's credit, after giving that up, he was able to fight through it and kept it a one-run game. Problem was the Met offense wasn't doing anything against Camilo DeBall. And they lose the finale of this series to the San Francisco Giants by a final score of 5-4. to four. The game before... The game before to me was about David Peterson. David Peterson right now is not pitching well enough to remain in a rotation. It's a sample size now of five starts. He's had a couple of decent ones, don't get me wrong, but his last two starts, the one in LA, the only reason he pitched six innings is because Buck was desperate. Buck was desperate to not have to use his bullpen. And then this game on Saturday, he gives up a three-run home run of Brandon Crawford. He's been giving up way too many home runs against lefties. In fact, lefties have beaten the crap out of him. He's given up four home runs to left-handed hitters in 29 at-bats. Four. A year ago in 2022, when overall I thought he did a really good job as a spot starter, he gave up five home runs to lefties in 85 at-bats. And lefties did not hit him very well. Held him to a 177 average and a 640 OPS. So what the hell's going on this year? I can't tell you, but Peterson's got to watch out because despite McGill's mediocrity on Sunday, he's been a lot better. Joey Lucchese's one start was obviously a lot better. And with Justin Verlander on the way back and Max Scherzer coming back from his suspension, assuming no one else gets hurt, that means Kodai Senga stays healthy and Tyler McGill and Joey Lucchese stay healthy at this moment. Because this is all about results to me. David Peterson's out of the rotation. That's where he's at. I defended Peterson as the first guy in the rotation, but that was based on the way he pitched. He pitched well last year. I stand by that. This is a performance business, and his performance has not been good enough. It just hasn't. And you start to think to yourself, guy's been around for a few years now. Now, guy has made 47, 48 major league starts. That's... 
you know, a year and a half full-time starting. I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm just saying maybe he's not that good. <laughs> we, we may have to draw that conclusion. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, but uh, and here's the thing is, uh, when we look at these, the pitching rotation, we say five, six-man rotation, depending on, on the week. I mean, if you're talking about him being the fifth or sixth starter, I'm not saying it's great that he's giving up four or five runs a game, but you could live with it. He's your fifth, sixth starter. No. You can't live with a 7 ERA. Like, I, I agree with you. I don't need that much out of my fifth starter. That's why Tyler McGill, I think, would fit that bill. You know, if his worst outing is going to be what he did Sunday night, four innings, gives up four runs, a little shaky, fine. But David Peterson's got a 7.5 ERA. Like, that. that's not good enough to be a fifth starter. And I got a text in the Mets text chat that I'm in. Plus, I saw a few people tweet this out, that David Peterson – is Jonathan Neese. David Peterson is Steven Matz. And I totally get it. You know, that left-hander, that young left-hander who's homegrown, who you're waiting to develop into something really good. And the question is, will that something really good ever happen? Or will it turn into Pete Shurik, where he develops just with another team? And I apologize for that 30-plus year reference because John Neese and Steven Matz really didn't develop somewhere else. Now, I don't think what Matt's has done elsewhere kind of fits as developing. But I ran some numbers for anyone who wants to bring up the Peterson-Nice-Matt's comparison. David Peterson has made 48 starts in his major league career, as I just mentioned. Right now, in those 48 starts, he has a 4.58 ERA, and he's thrown 247 innings. By the way, a 4.5 ERA, maybe that could be good enough to be a fifth starter. That's not what he's done this year, though. So I looked at John Neese's first 48 starts and Steven Matz's first 48 starts to see, like, is he basically those guys? Is he better? Is he worse? The answer, before I give you the numbers, is that he's worse. He's close to John Neese. He's relatively close. He's not that close to Steven Matz. Through 48 starts, Jonathan Neese had a 4.39 ERA and he threw about 30 more innings. So ERA a little bit lower. He threw more innings. He was also younger. Through 48 starts, John Neese was only 25 years old. David Peterson is 27 years old. Steven Matz, on the other hand, the best of the three. Through 48 starts, he had a 3.97 ERA, and he threw 267 and a third innings. So if you want to compare the three, it's not the worst comparison because it ain't that far off. Like, Nice and Peterson are only separated by two-tenths of a run. 
it's a little bit more significant for Mats. And what's weird about Steven Mats, I always thought we saw the best of Steven Mats too early. I thought he was at his best when he first came up. And then he just had a really, really tough time staying healthy and was never able to put it all together. And it never really worked out for Steven Matz. I totally get that. But yeah, David Peterson so far, if you look at those numbers, is the worst of the three. And right now he's not showing the signs that he's ever going to blossom into a solid, reliable back of the rotation starting pitch. Well, I, I hate to say this because I'm a Joey Lucchese, you know, stand right now. Um, Joey Lucchese is going to turn into Ali Perez. He's going to give you an amazing year. This year is going to be phenomenal. I think he's going to, I told you, I said it for a long time. He's going to be the surprise starter for this rotation. But after that, I, I, I going to push everything aside. I, it, it might be a one hit wonder, but that's all we need right now. Well, yeah, because you know, you're just looking at this season. I'm not thinking about Joey Lucchese two years from now, but the Mets are going to need to develop some young pitching. <laughs> they, 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 they but they have been able to do that. Isn't there somebody, I keep on saying DeMeo, and I, I don't remember who the guy is, but he keeps on pointing out some younger kid who I think he's double A, who's been killing it. Now, I think he's a righty, but he's killing it in double A. I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. I don't have my phone in front of Hamill. me. Hamill. Dominic Hamill, I think is his name. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, but right now, nobody's that close is part of the problem. And McGill, Peterson, Lucchese, obviously Lucchese is not homegrown, but they are three relatively young starters, and they need someone to step up because Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander haven't exactly been reliable. Verlander can't stay healthy so far, and Scherzer, well, it's been up and down with Scherzer. I don't want to get into the whole Max Scherzer thing, but they're not getting a lot out of David Peterson so far. And if this rotation can be healthy in a week and a half, he could end up back in AAA. That's just the reality. Now, Lucas is going to get another start, so we'll see how he does when he takes on the Washington Nationals and see if he can back that up. But if he backs it up, he stays in the rotation. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's going to be interesting to see what the Mets do here because they have continued to really put an emphasis on giving Kodai Senga an extra day. Every start Senga has made, he's made four starts so far in his major league career. He's had an extra day of rest. And they're going to continue that coming up against the Nationals. And that creates the Tuesday game being the starting pitching opening game because they don't have anybody 